Who's your daddy? Boom, we are off. Another episode of Booze Your Daddy. I'm Dr. Alan Snyder, but today I have a guest boo with me, my actual boo, because Stephanie Boo Dancona currently feeling a little under the weather. So nobody better to bring in than the woman in my life, the woman who has doubled my credit card bill, the woman who takes up two thirds of my bed, not because she's large, but you know how women are. They just move over and over and over. And unless you have a king size bed, you can't leapfrog them and go to the other side. But my favorite person in the world, Julia Maylin Muggy. Say hi, Jules. Oh, hi. Oh, hi there. Your debut on a podcast. Have you ever done a podcast before? Never. Are you worried? Are you nervous? Yes, I'm nervous. Are you more or less nervous than how nervous I was when we first started dating? Oh, no one's as nervous as that. Like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that you were so confident. You were so beautiful that uh, I, got a, I got a little, you know, got the, got the shakes, got the, the, the hippie dippy shakes. Well, we knew each other before, so I wasn't that nervous. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to get to that. Uh, before before we get started, you know the play on words with booze your daddy is you got to be having some booze or something to drink. Julia, I want to know what you're drinking because you're not a drinker. I am not a drinker. So last night I made chicken piccata and I needed some white wine. And the only white wine we have is a gig- gigantic jug and I didn't want to open that. So I used Prosecco. And so I already had a bottle of Prosecco open. So it's day old Prosecco is what you're drinking right now? Does it even have bubbles anymore? It's 12 hour Prosecco. <laughs> And it was a gift from uh, the Davises. The Davi, the Maddie Davi. Yes. Oh my God. They, so so it's like a year and a half old, right? Because... Well, it's never been opened. I mean, does it go bad? I really have no idea. For somebody that gets like alcohol poisoning off of a sip of a hard seltzer, I don't know if you should be having this, but I'm curious to see where it goes. Well, I thought it was fine to cook with last night and it worked. So I'm just happy you're not making me eat your chicken piccata because I've been the test subject. I'm the guinea pig of this household to your tasty dishes that usually don't make sense. It just takes three random things in the world and go, here's a fun idea, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever. I thought it was delicious. Good. I'm glad there's no leftovers. So now I am trying some 12-hour Prosecco. And what are you drinking, Dr. Allen? Otherwise known as... Actually, you know what? No, no, no. Because that that is a joke, but I like to be called daddy, but it is never, ever a sexual thing. And I do not want you calling me that. Well, if I do call you daddy, you can call me mommy. uh, That's just not happening. So we'll just ditch that for this episode. I am drinking something I've never had. That is kind of what I'm going for. And as I've admitted, uh, I need to go to one of those meetings, not for drinking, maybe. But I am addicted to shandies. I think shandies are delicious. They're refreshing. And I can't find my favorite shandy anymore, but I was able to find something I've never had, which is a Kate May Brewing Company citrus standy. The Grove squeezed the day. I'm just hoping this isn't pure sugar and it actually has a little bit of a beer profile. So let me release the Kraken. Oh, it had a little spritz too. Smells delicious. Oh, it's good. Oh, yeah. No question. Is Shandy lemonade with a sprinkle of beer? It's it's that or it's beer with a sprinkle of lemonade. I haven't quite figured out. I just know sometimes it's way too sweet. And as you know, in the past, I have got Shandies. I'm doing rabbit ear Shandies that were just, uh, it was all sugar. It was all lemon and there was no beer. And that's not what I'm into. But this is a 4.5% alcohol by volume. Cape May, uh, New Jersey. They have a bunch of beers. I'm, I want to start trying some more of their stuff because lime feeling good on the side. This might be a lime shandy. Did I not even pick up on that? All right. How do you think Mike's Hard Lemonade with like Bud Light, how would that taste? I don't know, but I'm going to try that. I just know I'm not a fan of like the Smirnoffs and the, the Mike's Hards, this, that. I don't want any Mike Hard in my life, but I, I think I'm going to try it. I actually have debated on maybe trying to do something like that because you can't find the shandy. So go for a Bud Light with some... Uh, 
I heard that burp. Don't act like that didn't happen. I hate you. All right. Well, I will defer to you because there was something you wanted to bring up or should I, should I lead off with our with our story time here? Oh, I'm going to start with the story time? I, I can start as I don't know what you want to talk about. I love that we're not practicing any of this. So I want to just kind of go over because the number one question I always hear in my life is whenever I talk about, you know, being with somebody, everybody says, well, how did you guys meet? And it's almost like they they just want to hear you say, it was, it was on Tinder. Like it, it was, you know, Bumble. It was this. Everybody, you know, online dating is so big now, but we actually have a better story than that. Although I always think it's funny when people ask where we met and I say grinder, which usually gets me an elbow to the side. How about J-Date? That's the, the popular one. Well, you're zero Jewish and it's J-Swipe now, but everybody... <laughs> People always ask me this, and I think our story is kind of cute. So I had been going to kickboxing for many years, probably about three or four. And then you moved to New York and having been a, you know, you wanted to come, you're working right there, right? On 22nd Street. And we started Mm -hmm. training in the same facilities. And I had seen you five, six months before we even really started talking. And it was one of those things where, you know, we have a belt system there. There's colors belt. And I was a, what was I, a high green belt, a low red belt? I mean, I can break some boards at this point, right? Yeah, because it's a karate McDojo, for sure. (laughs) Okay. And then one weekend, we got paired up. And I it was really cool because there was only like eight people in that class. And I got paired up with you, who was this cutie patootie white belt. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, I really... Seriously, I'm an advanced level person and I have to teach this girl. But you know, you were cute enough that I thought to myself like, you know what? I'll take one for the team here. Let's see where this goes. And as we get paired up, the instructor comes over and says, you guys are going to work really good together. And I was like, okay, whatever. I can, I'll teach her how to throw a hook or a pad. And so we start doing our thing. And next thing you know, like you were whooping my ass. I mean, you are very, very good. And you've been in this school for months. You have a white belt. Maybe you had a stripe or two on it. I was in shock how great you were, not even good. And at one point I go to the instructor and I'm like, how long has she been doing this here? And they're like, oh, I don't know, a couple of months, three, four months or something. And I said, seriously, that's it? And they go, oh, no, no, no. She's been doing this her whole life. She's just new to our school. And I didn't get the heads up on that. And little did I know you had been training martial arts since you were four years old. Thank you, Paul Muggy. <laughs> Shout out to Papa McMuggs there. But yeah, you are two black belts. You are a you're a, a trained killer. And it has gotten me into so many problems because, you know, I'm a teaser. I like to pick and I like to tickle. And do you remember when you were in Hong Kong and you have these innate defenses and I went to give you a little side pinch, a little tickle, tickle on the side. You block my hand. I think you jammed my finger and gave me a swift elbow to the side of my face that I was debating on getting ice before I went to bed because I didn't want my eye to swell up. Yeah, I know. When you do that, you go, all right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> you say I mean, that every time. Yeah, well, most of the people you can kind of pick on, you know, I have I have so many little cousins who have their own stories of me torturing them. And I am a trained martial artist, oos, and I can usually, you know, tease some girls. And with you, anytime it ever turns into any type of grappling or I just want to be cute, I just want to like do a little, you know, tickle or I maybe want to like do something fun. I end up getting hurt from these encounters because you're a trained killer. Yeah, 
<laughs> that's all you got is yeah all right it, it's just well, funny okay so so when i was a kid the martial art which i grew up with was muay thai and brazilian jiu-jitsu and my school also did a personal defense all right mr miyagi i okay i know all right, people are gonna hear on this because we're just gonna have the audio that there was a clap there i legit just caught a fly and killed it in the middle of your martial arts story i pre- i will take the miyagi compliment back back oh to my your story uh, bonsai uh, bonsai bonsai well my my instructor made it a point to have everyone learn a different sort of that he calls it PDS system, which is a personal defense system. And everyone in the class just got ingrained with this is how you react. If someone grabs you here, you just react. I did those classes. I taught those classes. If anyone grabs my hand, I, I like jerk. You're a jerk when I grab your hand. It really oh hurts. I, I don't, I try to remind myself not to do it anymore, but it ends up with me. It hurt. That's just I mean, kind of how. I, I just love that you're coming off as like an abuse. I hope you're coming off as the abuser in this relationship because... <laughs> You know, it's not fun, but that that always comes up a lot when I'm talking about you. And the other thing that people always say, especially my patients, they go, oh, do you, do you have a picture? Because, you know, they see me, they see how fun, how vivacious, how hilarious I am. Because, you know, in this relationship, I'm the comedian and you're everything else. And then I show them a picture of you and with shock, their eyebrows go up and go, oh my goodness, she's good looking. And I, you know what it makes me? It hurts my feelings because it's like, did you think I was dating somebody that was ugly? Like, why are you so surprised? And because I believe firmly there's a reacher and a reachy, sometimes a reach arounder in every relationship. And most of my time when people see a picture of you, they immediately are like, how is she with you? Like she can do so much better. She is gorgeous. They don't say that, but that's clearly what their face says. But your reaction is, what about me? Every of time. Of course. <laughs> I mean, call it narcissism, but I mainly am just waiting for my turn to talk about me or to have people address me. I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. Now, that was the one funny story that I wanted to share with the world. What do you got for me, Jules? Okay. Well, I wanted to tell people about uh, one of the trips that we took. So every year, we try to do an international trip. Like we did one to China our first year, second year. Our second year, we went to Greece for um, one of Alan's frat brother's wedding. Fraternity brothers, Julia. Yeah. So we went out to Greece and we went to a little town outside of Athens for this wedding. And oh my God, Chalkida. <laughs> See, it's C H, yes. but they say it like a Chalkida. Chalkida. Mm-hmm. Anyways, wedding days come. We have gone to this beautiful ceremony. It's hot as balls. <laughs> I know where this story is we going. Wa- we watch from afar. So anyways, we get on a bus to our other location for the reception. Yeah. Like the princess that I am, I saw the hill that we were supposed to walk up and I said, oh no, thank you. This is oh. not happening in heels. Yeah, we threw you right into the van with the old, oh, yes. old ladies. You and the old people were in a van and me and the rest of the gang had to trek up Mount Vesuvius or whatever the heck it was. And I will do that every time. If I'm in those heels, it is not happening. Or I'm getting on your back and you're carrying me. So I'm taking this bus up and I'm, it's like, it's beautiful. It looks like partially vineyard, partially garden. And then you get to the zoo. The partially so zoo. Oh my partially goodness. The partially zoo. Yes. <laughs> and there is all these lands and, and then there's deer. I think it was, there were Ostrich? Emus. I think there was, emu. there was, there was at least an ostrich or two, but there was definitely lamb and I think some type of deer, Like emu. reindeer or something like the Bambi. Are reindeers was in real? There. I thought that was just like Rudolph. Is there real reindeers in this world? Yes, of course. 
colors uh, with the red red nose on the thing? They, what colors? No, come on. I mean, I know you're Jewish, but you're not that Jewish. Like I'm you Jew-ish. know, Rudolph is okay. I'm up up there waiting, having hors d'oeuvres, grabbed a glass of champagne, sitting there waiting for Alan, and he comes up all sweaty and. Uh, I'm all sweaty was- just just because life. Like I'm always sweating. Not to mention Greece was a steamy 109 degrees Fahrenheit. He goes the minute he gets up there. He goes. You saw those animals, right? <laughs> like, yes, of course. And he's like, I'm going to feed them later. <laughs> oh, because it was like six o'clock. And I said, like, I don't know if you're allowed to feed the animals. You know how some people are, some places. But I said, as soon as the lights go down, I believe firmly that animals in this world don't get their proper, you know, have you ever looked at the food you feed your dog? Like, it looks disgusting. It smells disgusting. When I go to a barbecue at anybody's house, the animals make out the best. Not cats, because I hate cats. But any dog is going, oh, I will always feed that animal. I just feel bad that we went to that one party with your dog and I fed her four hot dogs. And then people showed up later that day and they had ran out of food and they were very upset. And I'm like, well, my dog ate well today. Well, they should have been tardy. That was on them. Back to the wedding. You said that you wanted to feed them later. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And if anyone hasn't been to a European wedding or at least a Greece wedding, they are 12 hours long. Like In a Minimum. The first, the right. first, it started at six and the first shuttle back to the hotel was at what, two, three? I think it was one. Maybe it was two. I think whatever. actually two is right. Um, but the last shuttle was at 6 a.m., which I do remember. And I'm, I was thinking, over my goddamn body. Like, this is not happening. I'm not staying at this wedding for 12 hours. It's also super hot. But at night, it was it was beautiful. I mean, this the location was incredible. You could look over. You could see this the, the sea. You could see... They had a huge pool. Do you remember the... Be- we, we weren't allowed to swim in that pool, though I wanted to try. But the colors of the... I'm going to post a picture of the colors of the sky. It was orange and red and blue. It almost was fake. It was ridiculous. It was, it was unreal. So, Matt and Markella, Mazel, they just had their one-year anniversary recently. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Let's skip four hours later. So we had four four hours, whatever, but we were getting saucy at that wedding. Sure. Tons of drinking, tons of, you know, food. Like they had a whole buffet. We did the frat bros singing uh, with their pants off. It's a whole thing that they do. It's very cute. I like it. Mm -hmm. So Alan goes to me, he's like, we're feeding these animals. And I said, Okay, sure. So I left my shoes because it, it that would just wasn't happening, and I was yeah. just gonna go barefoot. I made a plate. I made. A, I went up to the buffet and got made a whole plate for them with bread and the burgers. And I was. I love that. I love feeding the animals. There was more than bread. There no, I, was... I said I said burgers, but we trekked back down the hill to where it was. Like we were so secluded. So I, I know, but you always say burgers, but I remember that wedding. All I right, think no. I was a little bit also more sober than you. There were no lamb burgers. They killed four lambs and just cut that thing up and served it to everyone, and it was incredible. Right. Well, you took la- like lamb shank. I took the ribs. I thought that they would enjoy oh, some there, ribs there, down there. there. The ribs. Yes. You. Yeah, you I was eating all of them. I, I didn't give it like yes. out of my hand. I didn't want to get bit, but I was, then they were, every time I threw a little, I was breaking it off because I don't want them to choke on the bones. And I would throw it in and I would do my thing. And it was, meh, meh. and then the ostriches, you just saw like one eye. And I'm like, it was straight out of Jurassic Park. So I was throwing it in there with fury because I didn't want to get injured at all. But I thought it would be something very nice for the, for the aminals there. Sure. So I have a video, which we can post later, but you can kind of just hear the audio from this video. And this is, this is Alan feeding deer bread and possibly other things. But here's the audio from that. Ah, I know, bad. 
Yeah, Rams, you're fucking all these things. Oh my goodness, the LA Rams. You're all stars. You can hear the Greek music in the background. But anyway, I said in the video, I don't think they eat meat. And you're like, they love it. They love it. Yeah, meat's delicious. You I mean, Absolutely. Eating lamb. He's probably feeding someone's uncle, cousin, brother, and they just ate them because... Because they're dumb animals. And I, <laughs> I will say that I didn't feel great after I kind of realized it. But at the same time, those lamb, which I thought maybe was a part of a petting zoo, or maybe they were shearing them, is I don't know if that's a thing. I guess I didn't put together that they were the guests of honor for next week's wedding. And by guests of honor, I mean on a spit to be served. So let, let them have a little bit of their cousin, uncle, mother, brother, cousins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But while we were leaving, uh, we were trying to make the bus because I was like, I am not staying here until six in the morning. Um, I think they were spaced out between like every two hours or so. And I was like, I'm not going to wait. I'm like exhausted. We were on Greek time. We had somewhere to be the next day. I believe we had a train because we had to make a flight to go to Santorini. But anyways, I forced out. Alan wanted to stay and I was like, absolutely not. We are leaving. Alan took that tray and he threw it. The whole thing, the plate, everything. I was like, because I've been ripping it up for them just so they don't choke on it. And I just threw the whole thing in there. I also didn't want to get caught. that thing. I thought, well, I didn't hit any of the animals, but I was afraid they're going to be like, hey, You don't know that. It was dark. It was, well, they were all against the, I don't know. Yeah, it was bad. But I didn't want to get in trouble either. So I just thought, yeah. I know that like growing up, when we would go to the ocean, it would be my dad, my mom, my sister, and myself. And we always would get a large pizza. And with that pizza, how many slices could we eat? Five, six? We were little kids. My sister was practically anorexic growing up. I mean, she didn't eat at all as a child. And we would always take whatever we didn't eat and then go out to the ocean and throw it to the pigeons, to the probably more the seagulls, you know, the gagas, my sister called. Ga, ga, ga. And that was fun until you're out of pizza. And then they're like, yo, when my food at me. I need some more food here. Did you know that story? I don't think you knew that. We, oh, that was so much I, fun. I think I might have but I, I don't remember. All so right. that's my story. I thought you would enjoy it. And you I, can post something later on it. Oh, yeah. I didn't know where you're going to go because there's a lot of stories from that Greece trip. Julia. Yes. Ready for trivia? Mm, I guess. All right. Something I guess I left out of our story of when we first met and we, we first started talking a lot of smack to each other is because you saw my Maryland flag shorts. And if anybody in my life knows me, I am obsessed with the Maryland state flag and all the colors of it. I am praying that the Maryland state flag doesn't get canceled the way that the Southern flag got canceled because I understand everything about that. But at the same time, the Confederate flag has its meaning, but to some people, they just think that it represents the South. And then for me, I love my Maryland state flag and I know it just represents Maryland. So I'm praying that at no point, nothing ever bad comes out about that because I don't want it to go away. But you saw my Maryland state flag shorts and you made a comment. And the first thing I said back to you was, how do you know that that's the state of Maryland? Because most people do not know unless you went to that school what the flag looks like and you told me because I'm from Maryland and I said really well where where did where did you go to school and you said well I went to SCAD and I thought that was like some community college or something apparently it's the number 
two art school in the nation. And you tell me how your brother goes to Georgia and you were just talking so much smack about Georgia football because they were good and Maryland was not any good. But we both happen to be from the state of Maryland. And we I take a lot of pride in it and I believe you do as well. So what I wanted to test you on today is people that you may not think are from Maryland or grew up or born that actually are. And these are all, if you put your head together and think about it, you, you'll you'll be able to figure this out. So you just have I to- I only name, know two, so- Listen to the clues. All right. Question number one, name the movie star that was born in Boston, but was raised in Columbia, Maryland. Their most famous roles include, include The Incredible Hulk and Worm in rounders don't so you're writing these down you don't have to say anything now so i'll repeat do you need me to repeat you're good right you know who i'm talking about the incredible hulk which one i'm not saying anything more than that you just have to name the movie star who basically was raised in columbia maryland okay you see he's a comedian i'm not saying anything more i thought you said he was a comedian i never said comedian julia i said name the movie star i actually didn't even say he i'm trying to be vague but i guess you can probably figure it out okay okay number two Born in Washington, D.C., but raised in Tacoma Park, attended Montgomery Blair High School in Silver Spring. Do you know? Do you, I have one more clue for you if you don't got it. It's a, it's a male or female? Or you All right. Say? I'll, I'll tell you female. You get female. Well, I know. But, right. Do you want me to give you another clue or not? Do you know who it is? Okay. Do you need another clue or no? No, I know. I know an actress that went there, but I don't know if you know this actress. So now I feel kind of stupid, but. All right. I'll give you another hint. It's Kate Hudson's mummy. Oh, not who I thought it was, but sure. All right. Question number three. This modern family star was born in Baltimore, attended Calvert School, followed by Garrison Forest School in Owings Mills. I'm not giving you any more. You just have to basically name a modern family star and hope that you get it. Sure. Okay. Number four. This former NSYNC member was born in D.C., and grew up in Bowie, Maryland. I, I like this question a lot because people, B-O-W-I-E, everybody in this world says Bowie, like David Bowie, unless you live in Texas or you're from Maryland and know Bowie, Maryland. I did one of those questionnaires like years ago. It's like, how do you pronounce these words? And they ask you all these different words. And when it got to that one, I clicked Bowie, like a Bowie, because I'm from Maryland. And then they, they, the conclusion was, you're from Texas or Maryland? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So can you name all five? instinct members of course okay so there you go if you name all five you're basically just picking one i thought they were all from florida you they maybe did some stuff there but i found this article so you're guessing you're guessing one out of five that's not a bad guess okay and last number five born in dc grew up in forestville this famous rapper graduated from prince george's community college in largo with a paralegal associate's degree their most famous song is Pony. Would you like me to do the strip tease dance or should I do that later for you? Do you want me just to sing the song? Do you know the song Pony? I have no idea. If I'm horny, let's do this. Ride it, my pony, my saddles, waiting. Have you not seen Magic Mike? I have, but like, couldn't you have done like Good Charlotte? That would have been really helpful. <laughs> Everybody knows Good Charlotte's from Waldorf. That's too Waldorf easy. Worldwide. I can't believe you don't know this. No idea. All right. Going through it. Question number one. This movie star was born in Boston, raised in Columbia, Maryland. Famous roles include the Hulk and Worm in Rounders. Who is it? I've never seen Rounders. And I'm just taking a guess that it's not Eric Bana because he's Australian. Oh, you know that. Oh, my God. Um, Edward Norton. Edward Norton is correct. Good job, Julia. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. 
Yep. I always say that. I always claim him right away. Columbia, Maryland. Number two, born in D.C., raised in Tacoma Park and attended Montgomery Blair High School in Silver Spring, not plural. Anybody who ever says Silver Springs is an idiot. That's how you know Dave Chappelle is actually from that area because he always says Silver Spring because it's just one. Kate Hudson's mommy is named? Goldie Hawn. There you go. Number two. So ding, Lauren, ding, ding, ding. Lauren Graham also went there. So I was hoping you would go for Lorelai Gilmore, but you did not. So Nope. nope. Terrible show. Don't care. Number three, this modern family star was born in Baltimore, attended Calvert School, followed by Garrison Farr School in Owings Mills. I'm from Owings Mills, Maryland. Class of 01, 01, 01. Who am I talking about, Julia? I'm taking a guess and saying Al Bundy himself. Get out of here. I have no idea. No way. I don't know any of their names. It's obviously not Sofia Vergara. It is not. Well, see, I thought you would start going with like process of elimination maybe because you know it's not Sofia Vergara. Uh, Eric Stone Street, who plays Cam, is like the most diehard Kansas State football guy. He's a big Chiefs guy. Maybe Julie Bowen? I don't know. Should have went with Julie Bowen. That was the correct Uh, answer. See, you got to think about it. Come on. I don't know where Ed O'Neill was from. No way. Number four, former Instinct member that was born in D.C., grew up in Bowie. Who is it? Joey Fat One. I'm not sure. I'm, isn't he a New Yorker or like New Jersey? Chris Kirkpatrick? He can get his J.C. ass J.C. Shevitt. <laughs> what is your final answer? Pick one. You're just naming them. Well, obviously you're saying it's not Joey Fatone. It is definitely not Joey Fatone. J.C. Correct answer is J.C. Chazé, a Maryland boy. I had no idea. I'm not, I'm not giving you credit for either of those last two because you got them on your fifth try. And question number five. Born in D.C., grew up in Forestville. A famous rapper graduated from P- PG Community College in Largo with a paralegal degree. Most famous song is Pony. Any guesses or no, not at all? T.I.? I- <laughs> Oh, Jesus, Julia. It I is, have no idea. It is genuine, but genuine spelled G-I-N-U-Y-N. Oh, another fun story. We listened to a genuine uh, song at a wedding in Detroit, and Alan loved it. Was That wasn't genuine, was it? It's not? That was not. That was somebody else who's like, we didn't even know they said, drop, drop that. Why don't we I save, thought that was genuine. We'll save that. That is not genuine. We'll save that story for another time. Good job, Julia. I will be nice and give you, I'll give you a half a point for the ones you missed. So you got three points, which is pretty decent. Uh, just finishing up, I just wanted to talk real quickly. I did something for the first time. I went to a Zoom funeral, which sucks. I mean, we everybody's Zoom. Everybody's in quarantine. Um, I said my condolences to the family. It was for one of my friends who was an original lime green dunkadoo dodgeball player and my buddy mark who is still cracks me up all the time i hope i make people laugh but there's some people in my life that i think are 10 times funnier than me and he's up there so definitely my condolences but i did this zoom funeral and it was so great because you know you had all the normal can you hear me's and uh hey who am i doing this but i'm not gonna get into that there was a lady aunt ethel apparently her name who lives in palm beach florida who took over this zoom because we were waiting for it to start and i mean I just wrote down some things she was saying because every time somebody entered, it would have like the door creeping sound. What are those sounds? What's that sound? Is that my computer? Is somebody at my door? She's going on and on. I'm laughing so hard. I'm just trying to be on mute and trying to be respectful. I mean, it's a freaking funeral. You know, every everybody, oh, your beard, Ari, your beard is so long. I can't believe it. Oh, this and that. And then they start sharing some stories about the person who's passed away and everyone, it's like, hey, Aunt Ethel, remember that one time when we did this? And she goes, I don't remember that. I don't even they're like yes you do and then you could tell she started faking it and it was really really good but then there's this other guy who I'd never even heard of him at one point he turns and he goes are there any virtual hors d'oeuvres like do you think that we're sending food to their house is there any way that they are they're gonna be sending hors d'oeuvres for us during this and they're waiting for the rabbi to show up and he goes don't worry everybody I have a rabbi 
and he changes his Zoom background to a rabbi. It was this big, fat, orthodox guy with the payas and the beard and the hat. And it made me laugh really hard. It was really funny at a time that funerals are always so sad. And I like when you can have a little bit of fun and not at anybody's expense. And then when the actual thing started, um, Mandy, Mark's wife, got up and told a bunch of, she was, God, she was so eloquent. She's so smart. She told this really good story because apparently at the end of uh, Mark's mom's life, she had a little bit of dementia and she was a big smoker over the years and she started getting hospitalized at different times. And in the hospital, she was always very big on, I need my cigarettes. I need to have a cigarette. I need to have a cigarette. And at one point they said, actually, mom, you stopped smoking cigarettes. Actually, you know, about three weeks ago, you stopped smoking. And she turns and she goes, really? I did? Good for me. Good for me for finally kicking that habit. It was a great story. I love that they were so true because I've been to funerals and they just talk about somebody and you're like, who are they talking about? I'd love to meet that jerk, you know, because that is not who's in the box. So that was an interesting story. Jolie, I had so much fun with you on our first show that we've ever done today. Of course, nobody can replace Stephanie Boo Dancona, but if I'm going to have to have somebody on and I'll have more people on periodically, I'm glad I could have you because you are going to be suture future getting into your own podcast, which we'll talk more about when we get closer, but you have a great voice. You definitely have a face for television, not for radio, because you are one of the most beautiful people I've ever met trying to earn some brownie points right now, everybody. No kidding. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and give us a follow booze your daddy b-o-o-s-y-o-u-r-d-a-d-d-y on instagram youtube we have all the stuff i love the feedback that i get from people stay safe stay healthy love you jolie love you daddy we out